Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Courtney Robertson, the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. And I have more than a few secrets to tell. But I am not the only one with tea to spill. Every week, I'm going to be talking to another icon of reality television about the things they can only say off contract. Hi, it's Courtney Robertson. Welcome back to Off Contract. Thank you so much for listening last week to my interview with Reality Steve. Holy mackerel, how about all that tea, guys? So much tea for days. Anyway, today we have got a special, special episode. Two of my favorite humans in the whole wide world. First up, we've got my dad, and he is going to be spilling all about hometowns and what it's like from a parent's perspective. Really good tea in that, some funny stories. So glad he was able to hop on with me. And then we have my best friend from my season of The Bachelor, season 16, Casey Steamer patak And we have a lot of fun dishing about our time together. Make sure you stay tuned for the tea party at the end. Uh, we cover a lot of things, falling in love with the producer, um, maybe we talk about the worst time to take a laxative, let me tell you, hint, hint, not before a group date. So it's all in there for you, stay tuned for that, and let's uh, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Off Contract, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and I am honored to be with a very special guest today. All the way live in Phoenix, Arizona, it's my dad, Rick Robertson, and we are going to be talking about hometowns and get all the hard-hitting questions. So welcome to the podcast, Daddy-O. Well, Courtney, thank you for having me. I'd be glad to talk a little bit about the hometown uh, date experience. Uh, It's been several years since we did it, but it was an interesting thing. uh, When you get a phone call uh, from a producer, who wants to bring the bachelor to your house in Scottsdale, Arizona, who uh, may be a candidate to marry your daughter. <laughs> a guy you've never met before, by the way. So let's take us back to 2011. Um, it was in October and I believe we were in Puerto Rico. And I knew that <laughs> because if you'll recall, 
I had given you one of my credit cards and yes. told you every time you went through an airport to use a credit card to charge something so I would know where you were at. So I ended up with a bunch of coffee cups from Panama and <laughs> San Francisco, uh, Utah, uh, Cancun. <laughs> that and is eventually so got one from Switzerland, but at least I knew where you were at all times because you were always charging. In fact, the day the producers called, I knew that you had been down in Belize. Oh, no way. Oh, that's where you're right. We were in Belize. You were in Belize. And this, <laughs> and this producer calls me and says, uh, hey, uh, things are going pretty good between Courtney and Ben. We'd like to know if we could maybe do a home date at your house in Scottsdale. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, that's probably okay. I have to ask my wife, but probably and when when do you want to come he goes well that's kind of the problem he goes the only date we have for you is halloween night oh, and my mom's favorite holiday your mom's favorite holiday and so they said we we would come in the afternoon and uh be there for halloween i said okay uh, <laughs> i need to talk to my wife about this uh and uh, fortunately we had a, about 10 days or so to get the house cleaned up and ready show rat camera ready get the house camera ready right and so you guys were very busy with that i remember um yeah you're right we were in belize gosh this, that's such a fun fact i totally forgot that you had me charge stuff in the airports oh and you do you have like a million coffee cups a bunch from switzerland so how did that feel when you got the call from producers? Were you stressed out? Were, I mean, did you have a feeling that I was going to go far? I always had a feeling that you would do well on the show. Uh, that didn't surprise me at all. But I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, you know, just make sure that we had a had a good experience for you and for Ben. And I also had to give some thought as to how we wanted to present all this, um, because he, really he is a total stranger who's coming to could possibly be your husband. Oh, I know, wild, right? Um, so anyway, so you get the call, I'm in Belize, and they ask you, okay, can you do it on Halloween? And so I quickly asked my wife, and she said, okay, but she goes, I'm worried about having to cook a bunch of food for all of these people and, and, and be on TV, uh, but uh, let's, let's do it. She goes, I'll do anything for my kids, and that's what we have to do so we'll do it and uh, they told us they said uh we will have a couple people come and see you a couple days before uh the home day is filmed so we can get some ideas on where to shoot and get to know you a little bit and really that's what happened about 10 days later two uh, producers came to scottsdale they checked out our house and uh, we went out and had dinner, got to know them, and they told us a lot more about you guys and what you were doing. They didn't tell me that you'd been skinny dipping <laughs> in Puerto Rico. <laughs> they uh, left that part out, huh? Yeah, they didn't tell me that. But in uh, any event, they said uh, they're going to be here and they were, had some different ideas what they were going to do before you came to the house, you guys came to the house. Um, but we were very, very excited because we had not seen you or really talked to you in about six or seven weeks. Oh. So and we're a very close family for the listeners. Like 
I call my dad probably every day, maybe sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was probably one of the hardest things for me. Yeah. Being completely removed from my support system. And so, sure enough, Halloween comes, and the producers have been there for a couple of days. They get to the house about three o'clock, and they set up a bunch of lights. And then they bought like a table and like, yeah, for the patio. Yeah. So they, they say, well, don't worry about the food. We'll just buy some food and we'll put it on your patio table and we'll pretend like we're eating it. Yeah. That's the other part. We don't eat while you're talking. They said, well, we don't really like your patio table because it's round. So we're going to go buy a table real quick. And they bought us a rectangular table. <laughs> so we all looked like we were sitting there for the last supper. <laughs> remember that so, and then we come bouncing in the door exactly right you and Ben come bouncing in the door and I can tell immediately that there is a very strong attraction between the two of you I didn't know if it was love or if it was lust but I could at least see it and so we had a great uh, catch-up conversation we got to meet Ben and uh, before too long they moved us out onto the patio where we <laughs> tried to pretend like we were eating the fake food and got to know each other a little bit more. And it's interesting, they, they told us, they said, you will very quickly get used to our cameras filming you. There'll be two or three camera guys, and they were right. You, you, you forget. You forget that they're standing 10 feet away from you, but uh, you're just talking and like you would normally talk and uh, it worked out pretty darn well. Although Ben threw me a curveball, he asked me if I did any skinny dipping oh. in your our family swimming pool out there. That's right. Put you off the I spot. figured he was up to something when he did that. So I said, I, I, I said, nah, we don't do that. <laughs> well, I think that ended up being at the end of our episode. I believe they, they pimped you. They used it as a blooper or something. Yeah, it was like, like the closing. The end of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was fun. And then Mom was stressed out. She's Mom. like, she was the hostess of the mostest. You know, always want to make sure, you know, and Rachel was there too as well. My sister, who I was so excited to see. And she was like, she was asking Ben, they didn't show it, but she, they were really had a good banter and that was attractive to me. But I remember he did ask her something like during their talk, like, can she get along with women? Like this is, and Rachel was very offended by that. <laughs> you know, like, of course, what are you talking about? Because you guys didn't know what had all been going on with the women in the house. But then you have your time with him. And how did it feel when he asked you? Did he ask you? I can't remember. Did he ask you for my hand in marriage? He did not. Uh, oh. They set us up underneath the grapefruit tree in the backyard. <laughs> and I talked to Ben. And, you know, I gave a lot of thought as to how I wanted to handle this total stranger mm -hmm. who's coming to possibly ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. And I said, look, at, uh, I'd watched a couple episodes of the show, and many times there's a father or a brother who's kind of like the ugly dad. And <laughs> yeah. he sits there and tells the bachelor, like, I can't give you permission yeah. to marry my F daughter. Off. I just met you 20 minutes ago. <laughs> or it's a brother who says, I'm going to protect my sister, and I need yeah. to get to know you a lot better <laughs> before we even talk about a marriage. So, <laughs> or there's two other women here. How far along are you with them? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so I didn't want to be that guy. 
No. And so we are I, not that guy. I know, but I, you have to understand the premise of the show. The guy that's coming is dating three or four other gals, and maybe he's going to marry your daughter. But he's you have to understand that's what it's all about. But I did tell Ben. I said, you know, Ben, marriage is life's greatest gamble. Oh and yeah. I need to know if you're ready to make that bet. And he assured me that he was. And so that was that was great. And then I said, hey, if you really do decide, I'd appreciate it if you'd call back and let me know you're gonna do it Aww. so I could give you my permission. That's a great, that's a really nice, and then he said, yes, I will. He said, I will call you if I decide that Courtney's the one that I'm going to pick. Wow. And He didn't give anything up. He didn't. But he, about a week and a half later, the producers called me and said, could you be available for, for a telephone call with Ben Flanick tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.? Oh. He wants to talk to you. So right then I knew why he was calling. Did you sleep that night before? Uh, yeah, 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 I slept fine. <laughs> he was scheduled to call at 7 a.m. So by 7 a.m., I'd had my coffee. I was ready to do this whole thing. Mm. And the phone doesn't ring. Oh, crap. And the producers forgot there was a time change. Daylight between, savings. Between Los Angeles and Arizona. Mm -hmm. So 7 o'clock comes along and Ben doesn't call. <laughs> So you're thinking my daughter just got her heart crushed. She just got dropped. She, he's not gonna. He's not gonna propose. Uh, and but what happened was right at eight o'clock, seven a.m. California time, the phone rings. Oh wow! And so we had a we had a nice talk, and he told me he wanted my permission uh, to marry my daughter. And I said, Well, Ben, I want you to take good care of my bug. Oh. Uh, we had a good talk, but. Getting back to the home date, they also interviewed your mother, who was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And She's Rachel, your sister, who was uh, very, very excited to be on television. Yeah, she was a huge Bachelor fan. She was a big fan, and she enjoyed meeting Ben. We all liked Ben, by the way. He's a fun guy. He's uh, He had the Arizona connection. We had, that a lot of people don't realize he had a, a deep Arizona connection because he was raised in Tucson mm -hmm. and actually was living part-time in Scottsdale with some of his buddies. That's right. About three miles away from where we were at. So even though they portrayed him as a winemaker from Sonoma, California, and he did do that. Yeah. He was as, as much an Arizona guy as you were an Arizona girl. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, was a nice connection that the two of you had. You were both very comfortable yeah. being in Scottsdale. We actually had friends that were friends. Like right. it was, it's a small world, especially in Arizona. So right. that was an attractive thing for me, at least, and for you guys probably. Wow. So the so the date went well, and the mom was doing all the interviews, saying yeah. all the things. Yeah. Remember there was a tablet that was like, cheers to you, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. And by the way, for the listeners, my mom wasn't a fan of me doing the show. Right. She really was like, is this the guy for you? Like, you know, she was very opinionated about it and she was pretty nice. She was a lot nicer during my time with her than I thought she would be. I could tell, like you said, she wanted to support 
but the whole thing was so stressful. Here she is, it's her favorite holiday, and uh, a producer was handing out Halloween candy. That's right, because the, they wouldn't let the kids come and knock on the door, so they put a producer out front with a bowl of candy, <laughs> and you could look from the front of the house into the kitchen where they were filming, and they said, well, just tell everybody that it's a mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> A mayonnaise commercial. But one one of our neighbors down the street recognized Ben from the previous season. No. Brooke Ford goes, that's Ben from The Bachelor. So she quickly figured out that we were filming a home date right there on Halloween night. I didn't know that. Yeah. She could have spoiled the whole thing. She could have spoiled it all right then and right there. And I remember you guys were kind of nervous about that, too. Even then after we came back engaged and we picked him up from the airport and we we had him over for Thanksgiving, an unsanctioned uh, time together. And you guys were nervous wrecks the whole time. We were literally all the windows were closed. Worst Thanksgiving I ever had. Mom forgot to turn the oven on. She was so nervous. Mom didn't bake the turkey. Remember Ben said something like, oh, I didn't want to open the oven. I didn't want to let the heat out (laughs) because you couldn't smell the turkey wasn't cooking. Yeah. And then the other thing, you know, that happened at the end of the group, uh, the home date is, you know, you walk him out to his car and they drive him away. Yeah. And then they allow you about 30 minutes to visit with us one-on-one, Yeah. which was great. Uh, the other thing we already knew, your sister Rachel knew that you were going to be going to Switzerland to the Matterhorn for the final episode. No way. We knew that. I didn't know. I didn't and even know at that point where I was going. You may but what we did, what she did was she changed out a suitcase full of winter clothes. I completely forgot about that. And we gave you all the clothes you needed to go to Switzerland because when you left to do the show, you had a bunch of stuff for the beach in in the Caribbean. Oh, my God. She did save the day. She saved the day by having the right clothes for you to wear. And so you guys, Ben leaves. We talked to you for about a half hour. That's And uh, off you go. They take you away with your handler. And... This crew of about 15 or 20 guys packs up their stuff and leaves. And the only, by 7.30 at night, the only thing that you knew, there was about 12 or 14 empty pizza boxes in the garage. Everything else was gone. (laughs) And we were all sitting there, Rachel and your mom and I were sitting there and Rachel says, what just happened here? I said, I don't know. I think we just filmed a TV show. <laughs> and that's what they always say. Hey, let's make a TV show. Oh, Dad, that is so funny. I, You've reminded me of a lot of things I forgot. Well, I really appreciate you being on the pod today. I hope you are a frequent guest. You know, over the years, things slowly come back to you and you remember fun things. But I appreciate you guys being so flexible and supportive. But man, that had to have been very uh, unnatural for you guys. Well, it was, and really that was kind of the last we had of the Bachelor experience until the show started. Mm. Then reporters started showing up on our house trying to dig up dirt on you. And so that- I uh, forgot about that. Oh yeah. The trickle down is real. And and then the house line, which we had the same number forever, mom was getting calls from reporters. Oh, and then I was like, mom, don't say anything if anybody calls. She had no experience handling the press. I didn't either. So she was very candid. (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. And told him what she thought of Ben, (laughs) 
she liked his long hair, by the way. Yes. But you know, a lot of people had a problem with that. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, that's what happened when The Bachelor came to Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, Dad, that is some good intel for the parents of uh, future contestants. Yeah, and don't. And I would give any father who's going through this process the advice, don't be the ugly dad. Right. And threaten to hit The Bachelor. <laughs> Tell him he doesn't have your permission until you've known him for six months. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Just go along with the show. Just go with the flow. Go with the show. Dad, that is such good advice. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we will look forward to having you back on the pod again. I'd love to come back. Thanks, Dad. Love you. You're welcome. Thanks to my dad for coming on. He's such a fun guy. Let's get to our next guest, Casey Steamer, and I hope you enjoy. Today's guest is one of my best friends of all time. We met in 2012 on my season, our season of The Bachelor with Ben Flanick, season 16. It's Casey Steamer Paddock. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. This is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, and my guest today actually flaked on me last minute, and true friend right here. I asked her if she's available. She's got three kids. And she made the time to hop on and chat with us. And I'm sure people would love to get an update on your life. So Casey was my best friend in the house. And I just wanted to ask you, how did you end up on my season, of the, our season of The Bachelor? Did you apply for the show? Did you Were you a longtime fan of the show? Yeah, so um, I, I guess I can call myself a longtime fan. I have been watching The Bachelor, I think, since season one. I mean maybe season two, but like way back there with like Aaron Berge, mm. I think that's his name. And, um, Trisha or Trista, the, um, the, the first bachelorette, I forget her name, but I definitely watched her. Trisha Sutter. She talks so much smack yes. about me on my, <laughs> our season. Does she? Oh, did yeah. she? Yeah. Okay. I watched her. I watched her season. So I've been watching it like forever. And my best friend, um, called me, we were living in Chicago and she was like, Oh, the bachelor is here. You can shoot. Let's go apply or something like in person. Oh, like and I was live like, casting. It was like live casting, but I was like, well, I can't, you're like literally calling me like 20 <laughs> and it's in 20 minutes. <laughs> so, um, I ended up, she went and I was just like, well, I still want to apply. So I just like mailed in an application or emailed oh. it. <laughs> just snail mailed it oh my yeah. gosh and so you were a longtime fan did they call you right away and so they called me right away and they said hey like we really want to meet you will you come um we're doing another casting in Chicago it was like several months later I think and so I went um it was at this bar in Wrigleyville in Chicago and when I got there, they like whisked me away. Like I didn't have to wait in line, which was so nice. Oh, VIP, and, of course. Yeah. And then after that interview, they were just like, okay, we're taking you to LA. And I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. <You> know? <laughs> and did you know it was going to be Ben at that point in time? Like, were you hoping for no, Bachelor? Um, I did not know it was going to be Ben. So it had been um, Ashley, Ashley, like, Hebert. I'm sorry. I don't, I was a longtime fan, but I don't remember their names that well. Longtime um, fan. First so time it had been, yeah. Ben or like Ames people were thinking it might be. Um, and I actually really wanted it to be Ames, what? um, at the time. <laughs> it's, 
That's he might be gay. I don't know. Is he gay now? He might. I, I kind of always thought that about him too. Like I thought I heard rumors just, you know, I don't want to create fake news, but yeah, I okay. thought I heard that. Yeah, we can edit that part out. I don't know yes. if that's true. No, but um, I, <laughs> so you wanted it to be a gay guy. Love it. So I wanted to, I wanted it to be Ames, to be quite honest. Um, and then I feel cute, like we found out it was Ben like really late. Right and before you we left. I feel like you got cast or they asked you to come on like really late in the game. Right. And you okay. already knew it was going to be Ben. I waited till they told me it was going to be him. I was like, if it, I thought it was going to be Ryan, the other guy, like the solar guy. And I was like, if it's him, I don't want to go. I saw Ben's uh, episode where she shipped him off in a little dinghy member. And I was like, this guy's yes. cute. He like has, oh, he's like, a, lives in the wine country. You know, I love wine. Like he seems ready. I thought he was really cute. He kind of looks like Adam, Adam Driver. So yeah, but basically they told me and then I, I went away to film like a week later. I had already gone through okay. the casting. Did you fly to LA to do like the, the mental check and all that good stuff? Yes. We could have been there at the same time. I know. They like secluded us in our rooms though. It was like a military operation. It was. And they brought us like Subway. I don't know if they brought you food or whatnot, but like you couldn't leave. There was no TV or just, so you probably flew in for that. Yeah. I had to fly in. It was like some airport hotel, I think. And then it's like, you're just in your room for 72 hours and you only get to leave to like, go do your like mental health check and your interviews and then they check back into your room. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. What were you thinking at that point in time where you're like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) this is happening. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Um, but I also thought it was kind of fun because at that point, you know, and I mean, it still is, but reality TV had become such a thing that it was interesting to me to like get a behind the scenes look, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they bring you into that room where like, you're like all the producers are there and you get to kind of like, they pull the you know curtain open and you're like, wow, this is what goes into making a show. Yeah. Yeah. You're like sitting there and you have no idea that what, like 20 producers or whatever are all going to be like around you and they kind of blindside you. <laughs> yes. I and just they just start walking. like shooting questions at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like rapid fire. Like, wow. Okay. I'm really in this, which, um, brings me to night one. So let's see you and I met obviously night one of the bachelor and I just remember like I walked in and like I was the last out of the limo, which they made it look like I was kind of mixed in. So you guys were already like bonding in the house. Like, what was it like walking in? Like, did you kind of like size up the girls? I forget what your entrance limo was like. I think you were just kind of like what they would say, like a blandy. Like you didn't like roll down in a wine barrel or something crazy. No. Yeah, I was um pretty boring for the show. I think the producers were definitely trying to coax me into doing some like over the top entrance. And I was like, no, that is completely not me. I'm not going to do it. So I, I just was like, hi, I'm Casey. (laughs) Um, but I was in the first limo. So I was with, um, Rachel true heart. Um, I just remember Rachel. Oh, Elise was in my limo. Um, and so I think because we were the first limo and we, you know, you kind of bond in the limo, the yeah, first champagne. night we definitely like sized everyone else up coming in because we like already had seats. We already had our champagne. And I think we felt like we like owned the room a little bit. And then <laughs> of course we didn't, it was like, we had been there for five extra minutes, but 
you wanted to like, it was kind of an, an intimidating experience. So like you wanted to like, you know, hang on to any ground you could, I think, <laughs> I think is really what we were doing. Oh, absolutely. Did you drink night one? I can't remember. I definitely drank, but not like some of the girls. There were a few girls that got really drunk, I think. Oh yeah. I remember at one point they were like, go play soccer out front. And I was like, I am not doing that. <laughs> like, I feel like you and I bonded pretty quickly. Like we're, we're like the same. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do something crazy. Like I was the same. I was like, hi, I'm Courtney. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of that, like, go steal him. Like a lot of, I guess, producer kind of like, they kind of nudge you to like, you know, do certain things. And you and I were like, what did we sign up for? (laughs) We would just look at each other. Like being thrown into this whole new world. And they're like, okay, sit here. You know, Ben is going to come and sit next to you. And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I remember when each week when the, um, he'd walk out, they'd be like, who's going to deliver his drink to him. Remember that was like a thing. Yes. Yes. Did you ever do that? I think you did. I think you were like, here's your drink. (laughs) Did I? I think so. Maybe. Um, I don't really remember. I don't. So I remember you, my hair was like an absolute mess because they had told us that we were going to have professional makeup and professional hair done before night one. But really we right. only had professional makeup and I don't know how to do my hair. And I was also not expecting to do it. And so I was just like, air so you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't do it. And then you came in and I'm like, hi, I'm Casey. Like you have amazing hair. Can you help me? Are you offered or something? You had your curling iron with you. Like you brought your, you had your curling iron somehow. I, you know, it must've been somebody else's. It definitely wasn't mine. (laughs) Well, we were in the bathroom. I just remember that was my first experience with you. We were in the bathroom. So when you come into the mansion, which by the way, it's a mansion, but like it's not what you would expect. Like there was only one bathroom that we were, it was available to all of us to use. And it was filthy in my opinion. <laughs> and it was hard to get in there because you're filming and there was a curling iron on in there. And you and I were in there at the same time and you were like in there trying to cur- curl your hair. And I just remember being like, let me help you out here. I, I think yes. that's how it went. Yes, I think that is. I must've just found that curling iron because I definitely didn't bring it. And I was like, oh my God, my hair, like I can't be on a TV show with hair like this. (laughs) And then you save the day. And then I think later that bathroom was used like barricaded because a girl, Jenna ended up having kind of like a breakdown in the bathroom. Oh, that's right. And I was thinking like, what if we have to use that bathroom in a selfish way? I was like, there's only one bathroom. I know that bathroom was like very multi-purpose that night. I completely forgot about her breakdown. I wonder what ever happened to Jenna. Did you hear? Um, okay? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I she think she's been incident. living in New York for a while. She um, had a blog that was before blogs, which you had a blog after our season, which was called Imperfect Wonder. Casey had the yeah. best style on the season. I remember you were one of the only girls on the show. Like, it'd be like, I think you let me borrow your heels once. Cause it was yeah. like, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? But like with other girls, like KCB, I never wanted to like, I just wanted to walk out and be ready for the cocktail party, but like not tell everybody what I was wearing. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, no, t- I, totally. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I feel like we got along in like the style, the style aspect of the show too. It was, <laughs> it was interesting because Instagram wasn't an influence then this was 
I mean, we filmed in 2011, so I didn't even have Instagram. And I felt like because everyone came from all over the country, people's styles were really different. Oh, now it's, you know, now you just look on Instagram, everyone kind of sees the same stuff, but this was like the dark ages. (laughs) Yeah. I think I only had Facebook. I just had got Instagram when I got back from the show. Did you have social media before we left? I had Facebook, but I didn't have Twitter. I got Twitter when we got back and I didn't have an iPhone. I had an Android. And at the time you couldn't have Instagram on an Android. I mean, this is like way back. I don't know if you remember that. So I didn't have it. I never had an Android. I had a sidekick at one point. Those things were fire. I had one of those flip phones. So we were in uh, San Francisco. Let's see. We started in LA. Then our season was the only one that we never got to stay in the mansion. So we actually went back after night one and stayed in the hotel where they keep you. And then we went to Sonoma. Then yeah. like, like the next like thing, they're like, okay, you're not staying here. Like we're going straight to Sonoma. That was our first, uh, and that was, that house was amazing by the way in Sonoma. But I just remember the ride up, we were on the bus and it was like the first moment that I was like, oh my God, what did I sign up for? Like all the girls, they're not filming, mind you, are like singing on the bus and dancing. <laughs> and I just, you and I were kind of sitting across like the party bus from each other. And I just looked over and we kind of gave each other a look. I don't know if you remember that. And it was like, what is happening? I completely remember that because I remember being so glad you were there because the energy of the girls on the bus was so intense. And I was like, I'm not going to survive this. And then I looked over at you and I was like, okay, she's definitely feeling the same way. And I was like, (laughs) we can be together and we can get through this. But if everyone is like always like singing these I don't want to sound like such a downer, but like, I don't know. They were just like so over the top energy. Yes. It was everyone was needing so much attention. And I just like needed to chill. Well, you and and I are both a little introvert, a little bit introverted. I would think you and I are both a little bit like we need that time to recharge so we can shine. And like, for sure, I was like, we're not filming. Like we're just chilling on the bus. Like, why is everybody singing like these? I don't even know what they were singing. I literally have selective memory, but it was like you said, intense and never feel negative. Casey guys is like the most positive person ever. She's not a shit talker. She stood up for me at the women tell all, which we'll get to. Um, I am forever thankful for her. I, so, uh, Casey was just in Arizona and we got to introduce our kids for the first time, Poppy and Paloma. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so fun. We have kids. Yes. We have two. We, she has two. I have three and that two of them are almost the same ages. Yeah. Our girls are two months apart, Paloma and Poppy. And it was, we haven't seen each other in a while. It's just hard with the kids and life to get together. But when I see you, it's always like no time has passed. And so it was really special to get together. She came through with little Poppy and it was just the best time. And I, this is so Casey. Uh, she's like, where should we go for lunch? And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up wine on the way. And I was like, already did it. <laughs> and we just yeah, had a we nice had the best visit. Time. We had the best, not lunch, but a little fun drinking time. Yeah. We had lunch. Cake too, but we also had a little, little cocktail, which made it even, even better. So, um, let me, let me check out my notes here. So how did you feel about Ben, by the way, this is my other question. Oh, and then we have to talk about Utah and then Panama. I mean, there's so much to cover. 
so you let's say so we ended in sonoma we'll edit that out and um then we go to utah and that was the the turning uh, point in in the season for me especially uh you came to me and said at the cocktail party that emily you told me that emily was talking bad about me to ben yes okay so that was such an awkward i mean for our season um you know being in the house and I was kind of like treading the line between um, the other girls and you in a sense, because I think from the very beginning, from Sonoma, there was this like apparent connection between Courtney and Ben that like was apparent to everyone. And I think it made the other girls like so uncomfortable. I mean, I know it did. So they would like make these just like really... I don't know, rude kind of under their breath comments. And they would do it in front of me. Um, about me, even about you, even though they knew we were such good friends. And I always felt like it was so weird. And I was like, why would they be saying these things? So we're sitting down in Utah and this girl, Emily and Jamie are sitting next to me. And Emily's kind of like, I don't know. She was just like shit talking you. And I was like, okay, you know, she's like my best friend. Why are you saying this? I ended up just standing up. I was like, I'm going to go. Um, so then, you know, of course, as soon as that happens, like a producer is on me just like right away being like, okay, Casey, you know, let's sit down. We got to like hash this out. Let's talk to Courtney. And I'm like, okay. I mean, do you think that, do you think I should tell her right now? It's like a rose ceremony. I mean, and he, he was like, yes, come on. We got to go tell her. So I was like, okay, I didn't want to upset you. You know, I didn't want to be like, and I was, I'd already had a couple of drinks and I was like, what did that hoe say? Yeah. But I was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, so after that, yeah, I feel like I told you what um, Emily said, and then that kind of drew a line in the house um, big time Yeah, between... Oh the two of you, right? Oh, absolutely. And I like confronted her that night. And like, I just was always so thankful that Casey, you had my back, like, because without you, I don't know that it would have been a bearable to do it. But like, I felt like you understood me. And like, that's the one thing I respect about you so much is that you, you can talk shit, but you're a forward thinker. Like you don't just like go with the mass thought process of people like you could have so easily been like you know what you're right Courtney sucks but you really didn't oh my gosh well because I thought it was insane I was like (laughs) these girls are getting mad at Courtney who maybe you just said things in interviews but you didn't say anything to the general public I was like these girls are just like saying stuff left and right and they're they're quote unquote like angry at her for what like basically just because she's beautiful and that Ben likes her so it like really just irritated me because I felt like the things Emily was saying to me in Utah about you that I went and told you, um, I just felt like they were so hypocritical. And I felt like as she was telling me, she had to know how hypocritical she was being. Mm -hmm. It was like looking at someone who's telling you, you know, the sky is red, you know, when you (laughs) like, for lack of a better analogy, um, but I was just kind of like, how are you saying these things? This doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Well, I'm so thankful you stood up for me until, like I said, I will always have your back. I told Casey, if she ever needs anything, I will drop at the, you know, I will show up for you. Not that you need me, but I just, it meant so much to me. And like, especially at the women tell all you're like in the front row, like, you know, like the only person sticking up for me and Emily's yelling at you and you're getting hit from all angles. So, and obviously this was a long time ago. We're both married now, but it's kind of fun to take a little trip down memory memory lane and for the fans, like to kind of paint a picture to like, this is what it was like. Cause you don't get, yeah, to see. I mean, it, it was a pretty crazy environment. Um, and then it, it's just also interesting because, you know, as a viewer of the show, you're taking in such different material than like what actually happened. So, um, you know, I was saying I've watched the show since the very beginning, but after I was on the show, I couldn't really watch it anymore. Um, I just wasn't interested in it because I knew how fake it was for lack of a better word. Um, and so I was just like, what it didn't captivate me like it did before, because I felt like the way our season was portrayed was just so highly edited, um, and slanted in one direction, you know, essentially like making you the villain, which I, you know, being there and observing it all did not see and did not find was credible or real. Um, I just really couldn't watch the show after we were on, after we were on it. So did you, do you watch now then? You, so you know. I don't watch now. I, I, I did, um, Right after we were on it, I watched the next few seasons. I just wasn't as engaged because it felt so fake to me. And then I just 
kept losing steam and yeah. I haven't watched it. Well, and you have three kids years. and it's such a time suck. Like I watch now because I'm doing the podcast and my husband watches with me and we like the snark. And, um, that brings me to a funny story that I talked about in my book. I don't know if you read it. We got to Puerto Rico and I was so glad you were there and you, you stayed till Panama, but we're in Puerto Rico. Do you remember what happened in Puerto Rico? Oh, I remember what happened in Puerto Rico. <laughs> How can you forget? Are you comfortable talking about it? Oh my God. Yeah. Go Let me for tell it. the story. So obviously you're traveling a lot. It's in my book, so it's already out there, but you know, Casey and I room together a lot, like San Francisco, um, pretty much for the most part, we always tried to room together. Casey liked her own bed. So she would always request like a cot, which I totally get. So they would, even in San Francisco, they wheeled in a cot for you, like your own bed. So you didn't have to yeah, sleep. Which was so nice because I feel like you're with people 24 seven. Oh, it's exhausting. And then I don't know. It's like, you just want a little bit of your own space instead of also sharing a room and a bed. Cause a lot of times it was you, me and like Rachel, Rachel. or somebody else. It wasn't even just the two of us. Like we're crammed in, in rooms, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And so Casey gets her own little cot. And then I think in Panama, I'm sorry, Puerto Rico, we did not share a room. I don't know. You were on the other side of the house. I was with Rachel. Yes, I was sharing a right. bed with Rachel and so anyway, you're traveling a lot, your, your little ecosystem's a little bit screwed up. And then Casey and I were like, geez, we haven't gone to the bathroom in a few days. And we we're talking to our friend who's a producer. And, uh, a lot of the girls have been doing laxatives or suppositories, which I had never done. And I remember in Utah, like KCB or somebody was doing suppositories. So anyway, they have laxatives there and Casey and I are talking to this producer and she's like, I haven't been able to go either. And I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's take <laughs> Let's see. We got it. Something's got to happen. And I'm like, I think I, sh I think we should just take one. I've never done laxatives at this point in time. And I don't know if it was you or the producer was like, I think we should take three. <laughs> <laughs> it went from like one. And I know. I think you were like, you know what? Maybe we should just start with two. And then the producer was like, let's do three. And I yeah, was like, I think that's how it went. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one, two, three. So we do these laxatives probably like around, it's like a pill, like around what, like probably four o'clock or three o'clock. I, I had no sense of time, but like late afternoon. And then that evening, a group date card shows up, knock on the door. And you can see on the show airing that Casey and I, our names get called and we look at each other like, oh <laughs> shit, literally. <laughs> Oh my we gosh. We just took three no. laxatives and we're going on a group date tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And they, so I had never taken laxatives either. We had, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. We were complete novices with this and they didn't kick in right away. I mean, I guess it takes hours normally. I don't really know, but they didn't kick in till literally at the least of the night. we were on the date. Oh, oh, no way. Mine kicked in on the date. I had to have, remember, so we're at this baseball field in Puerto Rico and I had to use the bathroom in this like baseball stadium. So, you know, like, yeah, like the public restrooms kind of bathrooms are like made of concrete. There's no door and I go in, but they don't let, like in, on the bachelor, they never let you be by yourself. So yeah, you can't go to the bathroom by yourself. Public, you have to have someone with you that works on the show. So 10, one or a 10, two. 
Yes. And mind you, it was a male producer had to wait outside the bathroom door the entire time <laughs> I was going to the bathroom on the group date. <laughs> I wondered where you were. I thought you were just doing interviews or something. I kept thinking, where the hell is Casey? I was like thinking like, oh, oh my God, God, I hope she's okay. And I asked one of the producers, I was like, is Casey okay? I'm like miming to them. And they're like, she's she's up there. Like she's up in the stands. I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, well, so mine hit in the middle of the night. Like mine kicked in. I was up all night and Rachel was sleeping next to me and I was <laughs> running to the bathroom going, going, going. And it was just like, picture you guys a scene from like dumb and dumber. Like it literally <laughs> was the most unpleasant <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, how am I going to make it on this date? How, how, and where they have us like sliding and hitting balls and like running drills with those hot Puerto Rican baseball teams. Oh my God. This is a <laughs> warning to everybody out there. Do not take laxatives before a group date on the bachelor. Right. <laughs> if you're ever in that position, <laughs> it was so definitely fun. don't take three, maybe a half of one. Maybe so of one. I just had to share that. Sorry. People will get a kick out of that. Um, and then there was Panama. We get to Panama and Casey. I was so sad to see you go. We weren't rooming. You were rooming with Jamie Otis, who, if yes. you don't know, went on to do Married at First Sight season one and is now married to her guy. She's so sweet. We were both so sad when you left. But so if you want to walk us through or whatever you're comfortable sharing as far as Michael goes, which is now yes. her husband, by the way. Spoiler yeah, alert. So I got kicked off. So basically, um, my big airtime because I was not on the show very much, but, um, so my ex-boyfriend at the time called the show. Um, he had actually dated a past contestant on the bachelor who was good friends with a producer. So he called, well, she actually kept checking in with him being like, do you know if Casey's back? Do you know if Casey's back? And he kept being like, no. And, um, you know, we were still talking, like yeah. it wasn't like completely cut off, but we weren't together. And he, I guess she like, I mean, this is what he told me. She like pushed him. She's like, look, I have a producer's number. You need to call, say you guys are dating. It's going to blow up. You guys will get like all this airtime and press which I don't care about at all. And it's so not Casey at all. So anyway, he does it. He calls the show. He says, we're still dating. It's like this whole thing. Chris Harrison comes, um, with a video of his ex. And she like had filmed this video that she got paid to film being like, um, you know, he's dating my friend in Chicago. Da, 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 da. So they had this whole thing planned out. I'm like hysteric. I'm, I was like hysterical mainly because I was like, so like sh shocked and like pissed and taken off guard. Um, so I get picked off the show. I was actually kind of planning on leaving that night. I had said it in my interview that day because Ben and I just didn't click. Um, and I had said it the week prior to me the week prior to, yeah. The producers kept being like, no, you need to stay. Well, I later find out the call from well, my now husband, but ex at the time had been the week prior. So oh, they knew this was happening. Yeah. So they wanted, they didn't want me to leave. They wanted me to stay. And then they wanted this whole thing to happen, which was probably good TV. Um, but it's just kind of like a look into like how it is all kind of manipulated and, um, 
they create the drama that they want, which is fine. Um, and anyway, that night I like get taken to this hotel. I called Michael. I don't think I've ever screamed at him more. I was like, what did you do? That was so not cool. I can't believe you did something like that. Like taking my life into your own hands, you know, mm-hmm. we're over it now, but I was really mad. <laughs> I think you're over um, it. You've got three beautiful kids. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like a funny story. And people are always like, what? You were on the bachelor and he got you kicked off. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was my exit from Panama. And I was sad to leave, like, so Ben and I did not connect, but I was sad. I was going to ask you about that. Cause we never really talked about Ben. Like you and I were so close. Like you never said to me, like, I'm not into him. Like, I remember you're like, we haven't kissed yet. And I was like, well, go kiss him. Like, and you were like, you came back and you're like the conversation, I don't think went well. You were like, I talked about a breathes or something. Cause that was before like abbreviations. Right. Ah, yes. Because I loved abbreviations. At the <laughs> yes. Time. I, who doesn't you? And you're like, I yeah, mean... I talked to him about a breeze and like, like, you're like, I don't think it went really well. And I was like, well, did you kiss him? And you're like, yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We finally, I think kissed once. I don't know. We just like, didn't really, we didn't really connect. Um, and I was kind of like, I'm not gonna force this. Like, you know, you don't connect with everyone in life and, and you were friends with like everyone in the house, regardless of you sticking up for me. Like, I feel like everybody loved you. Like there was no real drama that I can remember with you and any of the girls. So, yeah, I mean, I liked everyone in the house. It really pissed me off how they would like say things under their breath about you that like really made me mad. Um, but And by the way, I heard, and people don't believe me, I heard them talking about me. Like I overheard people talking about me and producers were telling me what people were saying about me too. So like my pot was constantly being stirred. Like, and then you would tell me what people would say about me. So it was like, it wasn't like a safe space for me to like feel good. And I was really falling for him. As you know, I mean, you hung out with Ben and I after the show, like you were in Vegas with us. Like we were together for almost a year. Like, and that was so fun. Remember when we were in Vegas, we were like, we had like a paid appearance and you just happened to be in Vegas. And you came hung out with us all day. And then like afterwards, like during, like you came to the mansion with me for like little red carpet appearances. Like Mm -hmm. Casey has always had my back. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine what it was like for you. For me, it was like, you know, I'm not connecting with this guy, but I was genuinely enjoying, um, the girls in the house. I liked being in the house. I almost felt like it was, um, this like summer camp for adults or something. It was like, I was there for six weeks and it was like this time where, I mean, for me, I had no worries because like, I didn't like the guy The you know, the worst thing I had to do every week was like, go on a group date. Like I honestly kind of felt like that. And then the rest of the time we were just hanging out, but like for you to be like really falling for this guy and then know that these girls are like saying these things behind your back. Um, that's like a much more stressful experience. It was traumatic. I definitely like, I wanted to be liked and I like, I'm like, I look back and like, what could I have done differently? You know? But I was so thankful that I like got you and Amy Bean and like I was friends with producers for a while after, which I'm I'm not anymore, so I don't really keep up with producers and stuff like that. But um, 
Uh, yeah. And then you came on to the Women Tell All. We'll end it with the show stuff there. And then I want to hear about your amazing life. But you came on to the Women Tell All. And I don't know if you wrote your number down in my journal. I think you did because that was before really social media. But I was able to contact you. And I think I had told you that I was with Ben or that things weren't really going well. We were kind of in a rocky state. And it was the first time, maybe the last time they've ever brought um, a person that won the show to come on to the Women Tell All. And I came to do that and I had hit you up. I wrote you and I was like, this is going to be really bad, I think. Like, and I don't know if I asked you to stick up for me, but I remember you were like, of course, like, I'll do what I can. And they put you I mean, front row and center. I feel like you have such a better memory than me. So, um, yeah. So our season, I don't know if it's like this now, but they drilled into our heads you that we would get in so much trouble if we contacted each other between the end of filming yes. and the beginning of our season airing. Yep. So like we weren't like, no one was allowed to talk. Like we wouldn't, and, we didn't have cell phones. So it wasn't like, here, give me your number. Like, so to reach out to you, to, to find you, I remember saying like, write your number in my journal, you and Rachel, I think you guys yeah. both gave me. Yes, we did do that. We did do that. Yeah. And so, um, we weren't allowed cell phones during the filming. So we had to write each other's numbers down. And then, uh, I mean, for me, there wasn't a question of whether I was going to stand up for you at the women tell all, because like, it wasn't just about like standing up for you. Like I was just like standing up for like what I genuinely saw as true and fair. Like, I really did not think that you were treated fairly. Um, I understand that there's like, you know, this huge machine that's, um, editing and pumping out the storyline that they want, but like the rest of the girls were in the house with us. Like they knew what they were saying. They knew they were being bullies. Like they knew what they were doing. So to put that all onto you and you only seemed so unfair to me. Oh, Casey, I just, for me, I'm like forever thankful. And I know I would say that I'm like beating a dead horse, but like it was like probably the lowest time in my life. And I was here like trying to make it work with the guy. So, and yeah. I watched that video back. I don't know if you've ever watched it back, but like you're in the front row and they're all jumping on you. Well then why were we friends, Casey? And da, 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 da. And like, that was the time before um, the women tell all was live. So they edited it. Like, and, and I remember they said to me, like, you can't go out there. They kind of coached me. Like you need to go, you need to sit in the chair and you need to throw yourself on the sword because you need to apologize to everybody. So, and I was like, for like, what I wanted to say was like, Emily was calling me autistic and you didn't show that. And like, they, I, even if I said that they would have edited it out, you know? So there were yeah, I mean, things that I couldn't say that they didn't want me to say. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I definitely feel like you were put in a really unfair position because it wasn't live at the time. They're not going to let anything get out, at least at that time. I don't know if they do now, where someone's going to say like, well, that was editing. They're, they yeah. don't want the audience to hear that or think that. So they're telling you to fall on the sword because they've edited edited it. So it was like all you, but that was not the reality of the situation. So if you were to go out there and speak your truth, it would have been in conflict with this narrative that they were trying to push. And they would have never let it air that way. And then the audience was booing me. Like, I just was like, oh my God, like I'm in like a one man army here. So, but here we are now we're both married with beautiful kids and that's all water under the bridge. It's kind of fun to talk about. I was just, I just had so much fun with you and I especially had fun with you after your season or after the season. So you moved to Los Angeles for a little while and tell me about that. Courtney was living in LA. (laughs) I was so happy. So that was so fun. I mean, I had wanted to move at the time much younger, but I wanted to like live in like all the fun, vibrant cities. And so LA was like top of the list. Um, and I was going to move there, whether we did the bachelor or not. And it was so fun to move there right after the show, because you were there. And then, you know, our other friend who's a producer was there and, I feel like we just had so much fun and it was so nice to already have friends, you oh, know? Oh, absolutely. We, we, you would, Casey would come with me to like appearance, like little, like fun little parties. She was always down. I'm like, Hey, can you come? Like, I'll pick you up, like get dressed up. You should have just, yeah, I was like me. open bar. I'm there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? She's like my ride or die guys. And, uh, do you ever miss living there or you, cause I think you're I mean, only there yeah, for I, I think LA is so great. I think it's even greater and more open than I thought it was going to be before having lived there. I feel like it's more accepting. You can be whoever you want to be. It's just a cool place. Um, so yeah, I miss it. I'm in Colorado now and I love, I love it here, but oh, I'm, you guys can't see what I'm looking at. Casey's got an incredible house and they actually rent it out for weddings and yeah. you Airbnb it like some of the time. Am I correct on that? Like just, once yeah, actually bachelor, um, gossip, I guess. Um, tell oh me, gosh, I'm so bad with names. Oh my God. Amanda Stanton, yes. um, who just got married. She actually booked our house last summer to get married here. And I was working with her wedding planner. They had it booked for like maybe three or four months, like paid the deposit and everything. And then she ended up canceling and decided, deciding to get married in California instead. Um, that yeah, she been was going to get married here. At Hawk oh, Ranch. So that would have been fun. Oh, we my. were excited because it was like, I think they were in, it was going to be in people or whatever. Um, so we're kind of giving, uh, we were excited if we we're going to be featured. 
Uh, absolutely. Well, I'll come visit you and I'll feature you. We'll yeah. Fe- let's just get you featured. Let's her. Do she's got amazing <laughs> ranch and they ski all the time. Let's talk about your kids. So she's now married to Michael. She lived in LA. We, we had all our fun and then you and Michael reunited and your wedding photos, like they, you did, was it in Carol- South Carolina? You did your, your wedding photos were beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. In Savannah, we got married in Savannah. Um, so I was living in LA. I ended up after a year, I moved back to Chicago. Michael and I got back together and I guess the rest is history. As they say, um, <laughs> we moved out to Colorado a couple years ago and yeah, now have three kids and it's been fun. It's been wild. <laughs> Having kids is wild. Uh, yeah. And they travel a lot. So Casey's a big traveler and she, her style is still on point, but like they just were in Dubai. I'm like, how, tell me all the things and we're, you know, we're considering a third. We talked about it the other day, but going from two to three. So she's got, um, Holden and Whitney and Poppy. Yeah. Ooh, and they're all, you had kids young, like, uh, like, uh, they're very close in age. So, um, Tell us about, about motherhood. And I mean, you always said you wanted a huge family, but isn't it just like so fulfilling and like bring so much meaning to your life? Oh my gosh. It's honestly the best. And I, I think my favorite, so I have a four-year-old, a three-year-old and an 18 month old. I think everyone has different favorite ages. Like some people are so into newborns. My favorite age is two. So I just had one leave two and is three, but now my 18 month old is like almost there. I just think that they're like the cutest little, little, almost like little puppies, you know, you (laughs) you just want to keep them like that forever. And they're so sweet. Um, totally can relate to that, but yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's challenging. Um, but it's, it's totally worth it. And yeah, I'm a big traveler. I always have been, it definitely like fills my soul. So we, we kind of hunker down during COVID and when they were, when the first two were really young, but last year, um, we decided to go away for the summer. So we went to Dubai for a little bit, but we spent most of our time in Kenya. We rented this house on this little Island called Lamu. Um, and we just took the whole family and we're basically on this like deserted stretch of beach, except for like a couple other houses and, um, I would completely do it again, completely recommend it. It was an awesome place for kids and family. You just have to endure the journey getting there. Oh, um, well, and that it's, is it's like pr- the most terrifying nice. to me. Like we haven't done flights with the kids yet. Like I just don't even know, like, how do you pack for such a thing? But we'll get there. We're going to try to do that this summer. And we might try to come visit you and, and like when the kids get a little bit older. So I feel like I'd have like your support on that, <laughs> you yeah. know? No. Yeah. And yeah, you come visit me and we'll get it all figured out. Yeah. I just need like a good plan. friend to like coach me and be like, okay, this is going to be fine. Like, you know, worst case scenario is Mike and Michael's probably all hands on deck, right? Like he's, he's super helpful. Yeah. He's really helpful, especially traveling. But then, I mean, I would say I'm definitely the one who's like more passionate. So <laughs> he can get pushed to the point, you know, I'm like, let's go halfway around the world for a couple months. Um, he can definitely get pushed to the point where he's like, this is too much. Like Casey, you got to like calm down. <laughs> We're not going anywhere <laughs> for a while. Pump the he's brakes. Yeah. 
which is nice. I just we make sure I that. tell him about my like crazy ideas when he's in a good mood. I'm always like, are you in a good mood? Do you want to say yes to something? Like, are you in the mood for adventure? And if he says no, I'm like, okay. And it's so hard for me to wait, but I just like <laughs> wait for the opportune time. <laughs> I feel like Umberto does that with me. Like he, he brings something up to me, like when I'm busy or in the middle of something and he knows like, I can't like multitask and like my mind can't. And he'll uh -huh. be like, Oh, I'm going out to spring training game with the so-and-so on whatever date. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then the day <laughs> comes around and he's like, remember I told you I'm going to the spring training game with the guys. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, I told you, you were doing the dishes and folding, you know, it's different, totally different than a totally. travel <laughs> That happens to me all the time with Michael. I'm like, I told you this. You were like, yeah, for sure. And then he's like, I've literally never heard this in my life. <laughs> what? I was cracking up at your story talking about like how different we talked the other day. Obviously you were here about like how different you are and like your sunglasses and Casey's talking about like how scratched up they are and how <laughs> men and women think so differently. And you're like, I can see through them fine. <laughs> yeah. I love a scratch. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I love a scratch sunglass. Sunglasses do not bother me. My husband is like, so OCD, like there cannot be like one speck or he's like, okay, these are gone. I'm getting a new pair. And I'm just like, well, I'll take them. I just like wear his scratch sunglasses now because <laughs> the kids are always doing something to his and then he needs a new pair. Oh, same. My husband's completely OCD and cleanliness and everything. And I, I told you the story about how I lost two, two, three pairs of sunglasses. And he's like, I came in, I was like, have you seen my sunglasses? I was, I, I was like, I lost three pairs of sunglasses. And he's like, Courtney, this is why I have a system. He keeps all of his sunglasses in the nightstand, in the cases. And then about a month went by, I was cleaning out my car and I found them all under my driver's seat. And so I was so proud. I came in, I was like, this is this is why I have a system. <laughs> yeah, you had them. You had them the whole time. Yeah, Your system works too. And sunglasses aren't cheap. So when you lose them, it's like the saddest. And then I found all of them. I was like, yeah. this is what you get for talking shit. <laughs> so I know. We'll, let's get to our tea party. I know you got to probably pick up the kids soon. So this is my favorite part of the episode. Unless there's anything we missed that you want to dish on. I think we covered a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, we covered a lot. Um, so now the time of the show is when we have a little party, a tea party. Here's how this works, Casey. I'm going to spill some, my tea and then you're going to spill your tea and then we'll discuss our tea. Okay. Okay. So my tea party, I, I was thinking about something and it jogged my memory talking about this, but talking about like exes going on before the show and now you'd be totally crucified. And I believe on the bus on the way to Sonoma, I might've confided in you and told you about this. So I had a long term yes. relationship and I think that's when I was like, I can trust her. And then I was like, oh shit, she could also totally light me on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went out with my high school boyfriend for like on and off for seven years, mostly on, we lived together. But we had reconnected before I went on the show and I told them like, I'm going to do the bachelor, but I was very conflicted. Like, should I do this? Like it's try. And he's like, just go have fun. It's a new experience for you. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, did I make a mistake? I'm sitting on this bus and all these girls are singing. And I kept thinking about him. So, um, I, I, you know, we're cut off. We don't have our phones. I don't know if I ever told anyone this, but we were in Puerto Rico. And I told production that I had to pay my car payment 
and I logged in on one of their phones and to check my email. And sure enough, my ex had emailed me and it, and I just like, because he didn't say don't do the show. So yeah. in Puerto Rico, I checked my email and he sent me an email like this has been really hard for me, like basically saying like, I should have wow. told you not to do the show. Oh my gosh. I, I don't think I ever knew that. I didn't tell, I've one... never told anybody. This is like breaking news. Yeah. This is breaking news. The boyfriend that like the site, like you've had psychics, like come up with his yep. name out of nowhere being like, yep. Yeah. yeah they, they've like written his name down on paper. Like we were super connected and we we're still fine. He has a son now and he lives in Florida and, and actually after Ben and I broke, it was hard for Ben because he knew about it. Like he came out and stood up for me in the press and but like there was, even when Ben and I broke up, I actually visited him in Florida. Like we tried to maybe make it work again after the show. So, uh -huh. but yeah. I was never going to move to Florida. So that was my okay. experience. That's, That's my tea. That is good tea. That is good tea. But um, like, I think that like this idea that like, and you see it now, and I know you don't watch, but on these new seasons, like people come out and now and they're like thirsty and they sell stories and he didn't sell stories on me, but like you have a, like you go on the show, you don't know what to expect. Like, of course you're going to like leading up to going on the show, you're going to be doing your thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're like, Oh, I was picked for the show. I'm not going to like talk to like a guy for <laughs> right. months until I like go away to like talk to someone I've never even met before. I mean, it doesn't totally. make any sense. I was like texting. I'm like, they're going to take my phone now. Okay. I'm like, well, let you know how yeah. it goes. And then I called. Yeah, him and I, was like, I mean, I'm I feel like that has to be expected. Um, okay, so let's hear your I tea, Casey. You have um, a lot of tea, and I would never call you out on the carpet. But I mean, it could be personally relating to you, or it could be a celebrity encounter. Well, okay, so I have a so it'll be you know bachelor tea. Yeah. Um, okay, so. One of the reasons I decided to go on the show was because my husband now, but, um, Michael at the time we weren't together, but like, I really felt like eventually we would get married. He had this ex who had been on the show and she was like this figure. I could tell she thought she was so cool. Cause she used to be on the show Hot and shit. I just kind of wanted to prove that I could do it too. So that was. <laughs> one, um, motivating factor to go on the show. And then when I was on the show, I ended up falling for a producer, um, and dating him when I lived in LA because you get so close. I mean, you're, you know, you're in this world where you're basically stripped of everything, you know, you can't yeah. talk to anyone from home. You don't have your cell phone. And now you're the only people you're around are, you know, the girls on the show, the producers, and then occasionally the bachelor. Um, and yeah, I found one of the producers like so fascinating and ended up dating him for like a year, I guess after. Oh, wow. Was it a year? I didn't even realize it was that long. I mean, it was like, I think it was a year. Oh, I don't know if it was officially a year, but it was like a yeah. year of Casey, you know. now that is some tea right there. That is some bachelor tea. Because by the way, for the <laughs> listeners, like dating, I don't, it's not in the contract, but like dating, I don't think that has ever happened that we know of uh, somebody dating a producer. I know that there was a girl oh, in this yeah. season that you were friends with that there was rumors that she had a crush on a producer and then she left. Um, yes, and that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And I don't even think that's public knowledge. So, um, but 
like you've heard of like the girl hooking up with the camera guy and like jumping off the balcony. I don't know if you remember that story. I think uh, there was a story about that. But yes. other than that, I don't think that like, I mean, that was pretty taboo. It Yeah, it was very taboo. I actually don't think I realized how taboo it was at the time. I just like had a big crush on this guy and and I mean, clearly had I'm a, a free agent. Yeah. Least I, that's how I felt. Like, <laughs> I don't know their rules. Um, but I, I didn't do or say anything or act on anything filming the show. And then once I moved to LA, um, actually at the women tell all Jamie Otis told him, I wasn't, I don't oh, think I was ever going to say Jamie. He told him. And then, so we're like about to go on air. You know, I had to like be there ready to defend you. And I find out that she had just told him. And I was like mortified. You were probably dying inside. You're like, I was ah. dying. <laughs> I was like, how could you do that? And ah. then, then I get the women tell all after party. It was like a little awkward. And they probably uh, gassed you up. Did you guys drink? I've heard that they try to get you drunk before you go on the women tell all. Oh, yes. They had like tequila. They were definitely <laughs> trying to get us drink. And they were trying to get the girls who are attacking you, they were trying to get them really drunk as well to like get them Thank you for admitting that. And I've heard that from multiple sources and I, liquid courage, man. But that is some good tea, Casey. Well, here you are married now with your beautiful family and I couldn't be happier for you. And I remember those days. um, I I knew that I was used to be close with that producer too, but- uh, Yeah, Courtney was around for all of that. Yes, I remember. I remember, but- you know what? I don't know. I don't think he ever got in trouble for it. It was like you said, I remember there was a scene uh, when we were in Utah though. And I walked in the room and you were sitting on the floor with said producer and I saw something. My antenna went up. I was like, I don't know if you guys were playing a card game or what. And I was like, huh? Like it was late. Like I had come back. I don't know why it was late. I came in the room and you guys were just like playing cards or something. And I just thought, huh, uh-huh. that's weird. Why isn't Casey sleeping? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Because anytime he would be like up late, I was like, well, I'm not going to bed. Like I want to hang out, but like normally I'd be like fast asleep. Like first one yes. to bed. I was like, what are you doing? You were just laying on the floor. Cause you like to lay on the floor, sit on the floor. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta get, I'm eating ice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for filling in today. My, my guests flaked on me. You always have my back and I just can't thank you enough for sharing your Oh energy God. with the world you're like my you guys can hear like this is why she's one of my favorite people and i posted a picture of us the other day and they're like i had so many people write me like is that the girl from your season that had your back and i'm like yes that's her so oh that is so sweet yes i hold a special cool. place in my heart for you so i'm gonna here let me say uh where can people find you um casey pat uh, the patek ranch if they want to book your ranch oh yeah they can um Find Patak Ranch, P-A-T-A-K Ranch on Instagram, or I am Casey Patak on Instagram too. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We've got another great episode for you next week, so stay tuned, and thanks for stopping by. Adios. Bye.